This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, starting in July, residents in the state of Oregon will be allowed to identify as other than male or female on their state driver's licenses. And this is a decision that many advocates in the transgender community are calling a big victory. And joining us on the line to talk a bit more about why this is an important move is Kristen Malloy, a trans and women's rights activist, also an executive member of the Canadian Gender Free ID Coalition. Kristen, thanks so much for being with us. Hi, good morning, Joe. Uh, what are your thoughts on the, the changes coming in the state of Oregon? Uh, it came as a surprise. Honestly, it's a fantastic step in the right direction and uh, a bit of a ray of hope in Trump's America, to be honest with you. But um, I don't think they've gone quite far enough uh, in Oregon or here in Canada. And so what would you, how far should they go? Well, uh, the Gender Free ID Coalition is actually working with the Canadian government to eventually abolish uh, all legally codified forms of sex and uh, gender on identification documents as well as computer databases. And why is that important to you? Uh, well, these uh, these markers cause a lot of problems for uh, transgender people, not only men and women, but also non-binary people, um, genderqueer people, and anyone who, who might uh, not have a, a traditional cis uh, gender identity. Um, but if you consider the history, uh, Jill, 100 years ago, um, you, as the property of your husband or father, you know, you wouldn't have been permitted to own property or vote or have a professional job or even register for a bank account, um, which is where those markers come from in the first place. It's because the rights of men and women needed to be legally uh, designated from each other. Uh, so what would you what do you identify and then if you're not if you're not choosing the M or the F and we'll use the driver's license as an example what what do you choose well I would I'd be for me and my identification says that I'm female uh, because that's accurate in my case but there are a lot of people for whom that's not accurate so in my case I was assigned male at birth my birth certificate still says male uh, and even though I was eventually able to change my driver's license and passport it took me three hours out of a workday to uh, convince the service provider down at, uh, I'm in Ontario, to issue my health card. Uh, They couldn't even issue my health card because they said my IDs don't match. Um, Many, many transgender people, in particular non-binary transgender people, simply can't access the the ID that they need in order to do uh, those things, like uh, get a job or, or, or open a bank account. So it's very highly restrictive not to be able to have identification that you can use, even in everyday situations like cigarettes and uh, going to the bar. Um, in many cases, it's safer to stay home than to risk getting into a fight over your ID card, you know? I, I, I get what you're saying. So I guess my, my question, is there not a difference between sex and gender? Yeah, there absolutely is um, a difference between sex and gender. The, the Gender is a social science. Gender is how you identify whereas the biology of sex is pretty well understood by most people. Um, but the problem is that in the laws of the governments of Canada, sex and gender are treated uh, as if they are the same thing. So because it's used for the purpose of identifying the individual, uh, it should represent, if it exists at all in the system, it should represent the person's gender, how they present, how they identify. Um, but because historically these are recorded from birth certificate sex designations, which are you know, recorded by measuring between the legs at the time of birth, um, they're automatically wrong for trans people. So the usefulness of gender as, a, as an indicator of identity 
is debatable, but the, the deriving it directly from the sex designation is completely uh, wrong and results in, in uh, bad identifications in the case of all trans people. So it would be a scenario then on your driver's license, if you are, if you are, your gender that you, you identify with is, say, male, but you were born female. If you still have the female sex organs, you would presumably choose F, or in, in the way it's been done, you would choose F, but then physically you would look male? And is that where some of the, 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 the people would have issues when presenting an identification? Yeah, so there's a patchwork of different laws that have been introduced across the laws and, and modification of regulations and policies. Um, it's not the same everywhere in Canada. Uh, you're out in Vancouver, BC. In, in Ontario, it's the same. It is easier in our provinces to change uh, your identification. If you use the example of driver's licenses. It used to be that you did have to prove that you had had surgery in order to get that changed, um, which, you know, as you can imagine, at a traffic stop is, is a very likely to cause confusion or possibly a problem uh, for any trans person like the majority of trans people who have either not yet had or chosen not to have a sex reassignment surgery. Um, so the first step would definitely be uh, allowing trans people to change these indicators much more easily. But ultimately, the only real solution is going to be removing them entirely because it puts trans people at a huge disadvantage to even have to change those markers in the first place. What about adding another category? Because the, 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 the majority of people, I think, would have no problem uh, saying they're either male or female when ticking a box on a driver's license application. Uh, what about adding, rather than taking that away from people, why not add another, uh, another line saying this is your sex, this is your gender? Uh, well, there's a few reasons why we recommend the removal of the indicator rather than adding additional ones. I'm very happy for all of the non-binary people in Oregon who feel safe and want to go out and have uh, that NB printed on their card. But the fact of the matter is that that is going to be a flag. That's an identifier that puts them into a category uh, that will identify them as trans to anyone who sees that card. So whether, again, it's a bouncer or a convenience store guy, or it could be, um, you know, you're at the border trying to get into the United States, for example. Um, it's, it's, it's unfair to those who aren't in a position of safety where it's okay for them to have that NB on their card. Um, as I mentioned before, my identification, despite the fact I'm trans, it simply says female. So it doesn't identify me as part of that minority if I use the card. And there may be people who have a gender identification that's neither male nor female, but they don't want to call themselves non-binary or other problems could arise, especially with international transportation. Um, the fact, I mean, if Canada were to simply remove the entire marker from every single person's identification, uh, it wouldn't single out any one person or group to receive discrimi discriminatory treatment. But what about people who want to be identified and want to be either an M or an F on identification? I'm really sympathetic to those people because for a very long time I wanted to have F printed on my ID and I wasn't able to do it. But... Um, at the end of the day, you, know, you have to have a system that is equitable, fair, and safe for every person. And just as we have you know, grown accustomed to the absence of a race indicator on our identification document, I think someday soon people will become accustomed to the absence of gender ID because it's uh, sort of, it's a, it's, a, it's a vestige of a bygone era. It's really no longer necessary, and it does cause a lot of problems for a lot of people. Even though it may cause no problems for most people, it's still not fair to keep it. Uh, so what would be what would be the solution then? In Oregon, they're going with residents can choose to have an X. Uh, if you're saying as well that, that by having the indicators, it, it can put people at risk as well. So putting, I would imagine then putting an X in some cases, that wouldn't be a solution either. 
Yeah, that's correct. I mean, there there are definitely people who are neither male nor female, and they may or may not personally be comfortable with having, you know, an X on their driver's license. But um, the, the bottom line is, Ontario is actually already trying something like this. They've got uh, health cards and driver's license are released now with uh, where it used to say. It's just blank. It doesn't actually indicate a gender anymore. Um, so we're going to have a great, dis- uh, great chance to see whether that causes any problems, and I, I expect it's going to make it things smoother for everybody. And uh, sorry, I don't want to sound hugely naive, but how can you be neither male nor female? Do you not have to be something? Well, when I first transitioned from male to female, there were a lot of people, including some of those in my family, who looked at me sideways and didn't understand how can you possibly be female when you were male before, when you were born male, whatever, you know, what have you. Um, and the first time I met a non-binary person, I had a similar reaction. I'm like, how can you be neither male nor female? But I listened to them and I learned. And the bottom line is I've experienced it changing gender, like changing my, like transitioning to live in a gender that is much more comfortable for me. So when people tell me their own experience of their gender, I don't question it. So non-binary people simply are a way uh, that results in them living outside of the normal experience of male and female. And uh, I've met enough of them. I've known enough of them and learned enough about them. And they're definitely not faking it. I mean, it's, it's just another way of experiencing gender now that we're starting to understand gender better as a society. All right, Kristen, we're out of time. We'll have to leave it there. But thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much, Joe. That is Kristen Malloy, a trans and women's rights activist, talking about moves, uh, changes coming in Oregon and uh, also what's happening in this country when it comes to uh, gender and uh, gender specification. We need to take a break. Your major news to 8 o'clock is coming up next. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.